RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Susan Lavender. The headlines. Officials confirm eight people were hospitalised yesterday after receiving a COVID vaccination. The latest ambush-style lockdown has ended in Chimsachoi with no positive cases being found. And dozens of protesters in Myanmar have avoided capture despite a search by armed police. Authorities have confirmed that eight people were sent to hospital yesterday after getting a COVID-19 jab. Six of the eight had received the Sinovac vaccine, while the remaining two received the BioNTech jab. The eight people got their vaccines on Sunday and reported various symptoms, including dizziness, headaches, palpitations, chest discomfort and or a rash. Seven of the people admitted to hospital were later discharged. Officials also confirmed that so far almost 104,000 people have received their first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. Meanwhile, 12 more community vaccination centres will begin administering the BioNTech vaccine from next Tuesday onwards. Those eligible can start making their appointments and the government's booking system shows there are still slots available at every centre. A leading, epidemi- a leading epidemiologist I'm sorry, has expressed concern over the recent deaths of people who'd received the Sinovac coronavirus vaccine. An expert panel has so far ruled there's no link to the vaccines, but Professor Ben Cowling from the University of Hong Kong says there isn't enough overseas experience on using Sinovac on elderly people to ascertain its effects. The mainland-made vaccine isn't recommended for people over 60 on the mainland, but it's being offered to the elderly here who were first in line for the jab. Here's Professor Cowling. I know for other parts of the world they've been using other vaccines, particularly the BioNTech vaccine, the AstraZeneca vaccine, and we haven't heard too much about about concerns of adverse reactions in the days following vaccination. So I think we we really should continue with the BioNTech vaccine. For Sinovac, uh, I'm a little bit uncertain what's the right step next because we don't have a lot of international experience to rely on with that vaccine. The latest ambush-style lockdown has ended in Nathan Road in Chimsachoi, with health officials having tested about 500 people but found no positive cases. All residents of Chimsachoi Mansion had to take a test by 2 o'clock this morning. It was the first overnight lockdown in two weeks. The government said the building had a recent confirmed case and was considered high risk because of its age and the number of subdivided flats there. This resident, who gave her name as Helen, said the operation was quite smooth and she got her result back at about 5 a.m. They already know that there's some positive here and then the government, they do the action very fast, so I think they can avoid the virus easily. A 19-year-old student has been acquitted of rioting in Causeway Bay two years ago after the court cast doubt on testimony given by the police officer who made the arrest. Kevin Ipp was arrested at a protest on August 31st, 2019, with prosecutors accusing two protesters near him of throwing petrol bombs at the police. But District Court Judge Frankie Yule said none of the videos had shown petrol bombs being thrown at that moment. He said the teenager, who was wearing black and protective gear, might have been suspicious, but he's not been seen doing anything in breach of the peace. The judge said prosecutors have failed to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. 
Hong Kong has the worst employment outlook in the Asia-Pacific region, according to a survey conducted with over 10,700 employers in the region. In Hong Kong, 22% of bosses plan to hire more people, yet 24% of them will lay off people, bringing the net employment outlook to a negative 2%. A senior vice president of one company, Lancy Louis, said the IT sector tends to hire more, but she still expects the overall unemployment rate to rise continually. The workforce participation continues to move in a cautious direction, even the rollout of vaccinations. While the pace of hiring was expected to slow down this year, employers would freeze recruitment, especially the industries that are heavily impacted. Number of new job openings in traditional retail, travel and hospitality sector still remain slow. Hong Kong's top court will hear a challenge from Leung Gok Hong against a lower court's ruling that lawmakers do not enjoy immunity from charges if they disrupt LegCo meetings. The former lawmaker had been charged over an incident in 2016 when he snatched a folder from a government official during a LegCo meeting. That trial had been put on hold after a magistrate ruled his actions were covered by privilege, but the decision was successfully challenged by the Department of Justice in the Court of Appeal. The, final, the Court of Final Appeal has granted the politician known as Longhair leave to appeal and will hear the case at the end of August. Dozens of opponents of Myanmar's military say they've managed to flee a search of a district of the biggest city, Yangon, after security forces abandoned the nighttime operation. The activists had been trapped inside apartment blocks in Sanchong after police announced yesterday they would check houses for anyone from outside the district. The BBC's Charles Haviland has reports here. Sometime before dawn in Yangon, security forces pulled out of the neighbourhood to which perhaps 200 young democracy protesters had fled after another day of demonstrations. They had sought and been granted shelter in the homes of considerate strangers. Police with guns and grenades warned they'd check homes door to door. But in other parts of the city, sympathetic crowds poured into the streets in solidarity, singing, chanting and banging objects. The UN led calls for restraint. Dozens escaped San Chang after security forces abandoned their sweep, but about 50 were detained. The White House is granting temporary legal status to thousands of undocumented Venezuelan migrants living in the US. It's a significant shift from the policies of the Trump administration. The BBC's Nada Torfik has the details. President Biden promised on the campaign trail to give shelter to Venezuelans seeking refuge from the political, economic and humanitarian crisis in their country. The new policy marks a reversal from former President Trump's refusal to offer temporary protected status despite his campaign against the Venezuelan leader, Nicolas Maduro. Senior officials said an estimated 320,000 Venezuelans would be eligible to receive deportation relief and work permits for 18 months. At the same time, U.S. officials said the administration would also coordinate an international campaign to force the Maduro government to hold free and fair elections. President Biden has announced on International Women's Day the nomination of two female generals to top command roles. They're, the only, they're only the second and third women to hold such high-ranking military positions. Vice President Kamala Harris said Generals Jacqueline Van Ovost and Laura Richardson were trailblazers with incomparable careers and skills. 
There have been clashes in Mexico City on International Women's Day, March, with police using tear gas and riot shields in the capital's main square. Thousands of women have been marching to demand more action from government to combat gender-based violence. The BBC's Will Grant has this report. For the most part, the demonstration was peaceful, with only sporadic incidents between demonstrators and the police. However, once they reached the capital's main square, the Sokolo, the protesters began to dismantle the metal fence erected around the National Palace. They succeeded in bringing down one section of the wall using hammers and wooden poles while chanting, It won't fall, we're going to tear it down. In response, the police dispersed many in the crowd using tear gas and batons. Brazil's former president, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, says a decision of, the Supreme, of a Supreme Court judge to overturn his corruption convictions is a recognition that he has always been in the right. The BBC's Katie Watson reports. According to Judge Edson Fachin, the court in the city of Curitiba, which tried Lula on charges of corruption, didn't have the jurisdiction to do so. He's recommended that the four cases in question be restarted in the capital, Brasilia. Lula, who was president of Brazil between 2003 and 2010, was convicted in 2018. He spent more than a year in jail and was handed a lifetime ban on standing for office. This decision by Judge Fachin means that for now, the former president could run in the next elections, potentially setting up a clash with the controversial incumbent Jair Bolsonaro. The Anglo-Dutch consumer goods multinational Unilever has committed itself to greater inclusivity following complaints about its advertising. The company is to remove the word normal from its beauty and personal care products and will also stop digital alterations of body shapes and skin colour of models. Unilever faced a social media outcry four years ago when an advert showed a black woman transforming into a white woman. Last year, Unilever was forced to rename its skin lightening cream from Fair and Lovely to glow and lovely. Astronomers have analysed the most distant source of radio waves ever discovered. The source is something scientists call a radio-loud quasar. The BBC's Guy Pitt reports. This kind of quasar is an extremely bright object which has powerful jets emitting at radio wavelengths. The researchers, whose work is published in the Astrophysical Journal, say the object is so far away, its light has taken 13 billion years to reach Earth, meaning it can be seen as it was when the universe was at an early stage of development, only 800 million years old. Quasars are found at the centre of some galaxies and are powered by huge black holes. The astronomers say the discovery of this one could help them understand the early universe. Business news and a finance expert says the delisting of Chinese energy giant CNOC from the New York Stock Exchange will not be the last as President Joe Biden is unlikely to change the stance of the US towards China anytime soon. The delisting follows an executive order from former President Donald Trump which effectively bans US investors from directly investing in the company. Here's Dickie Wong from Kingston Securities. This will be the fourth one to be delisted from New York Stock Exchange. But what I believe is CNOC will not be the last one to be delisted from NYSE. And probably more companies will be delisted in the future. In fact, I think the tension between these two countries, China and U.S., uh, will not be eased. And, well, the tension between these two countries is, is not something that the new U.S. President, Joe Biden, uh, want to fix um, in, in a hurry. In fact, 
it creates some kind of like turbulence, especially the share price uh, plummet quite significantly right after former U.S. President Donald Trump signed an executive order. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,965, 410 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $162 billion. To currencies now, and the US dollar is trading at 109.16 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 18 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 75 cents. And now to sports, here's Atom Jung. We start with football. Chelsea and West Ham maintain their push for Champions League places with wins in the English Premier League. Chelsea got a goal in each half to beat top four rivals Everton 2-0. Chelsea are fourth in the table with 10 games remaining, only three points behind third place Leicester, four behind second place Manchester United. Thomas Tuchel remains unbeaten as Chelsea manager. I think we controlled the the match completely uh, over both halves. Uh, We created a lot of chances in the second half, had many uh, counter-attacks, had many ball wins in aggressive uh, aggressive areas and was a very, very good performance uh, overall. Very strong second half and well-deserved win. West Ham remain two points back of Chelsea but have gone above Everton into fifth after their 2-0 win over Leeds. Manager David Moy said his team had to work hard for the win. I think Leeds United do a lot to you. Obviously, you have to get into a game winning, which can be difficult. But you only need to look at the, the games. That's why probably this game's on, on tonight because everybody knows Leeds United is a really good watch. In Italy, Inter Milan have gone six points clear of AC Milan at the top of Serie A after a 1-0 win over Atalanta. Milan Skriniar scored with Inter's only shot on target. Tennis and Novak Djokovic says it's up to others to judge if he's the greatest male player of all time. Djokovic broke Roger Federer's record for the most weeks at number one on Monday, an incredible 311th week at the top of the men's rankings. He's two majors away from matching Federer and Rafael Nadal for most Grand Slam titles. It's very difficult to enter that debate and say, you know, who is the greatest of all time. I'm honored to be in the mix because of all the results and achievements that I have, but uh, out of respect for the greats of our game, I, I don't, I don't want to speculate on that. The former Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Riel Cormier, who spent 16 seasons in Major League Baseball and played in two Olympic Games, has died of cancer on Monday. He was 53. Cormier owns a unique place in Philly's history. He was the winning pitcher in the team's final game at the old Veterans Stadium in 2003 and in 2004 recorded the team's first win at the current ballpark. Three years before his big league debut, Cormier pitched for Canada in the 1988 Olympics in Seoul. And after retiring from the big leagues, he pitched for his country again at the 2008 Beijing Games. He appeared in 683 Major League games, second most by a Canadian. And that's your look at sports. And that's the news from RTHK. Amid the epidemic, thanks to all for being self-disciplined to protect yourselves and others. Thanks for keeping up personal and environmental hygiene and contributing to fighting the virus. We must take further steps. Keep track of your whereabouts. If you are sick, don't go to work or school. 
See the doctor and get tested promptly. We will prevail over the epidemic. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details. Fight the virus. Stay vigilant. To prevent the spread of disease, make sure all drainage traps contain water. Pour half a liter of water into each drain outlet every week. Check sinks, baths, toilets, and floor drain outlets regularly. If drainage pipes are leaking or blocked, or drain outlets emit a foul smell, arrange prompt inspection and repair by a qualified person. Don't alter drains and pipes on your own. Visit chp.gov.hk for details. the things that we could be but baby i've been i've been praying hard said no more counting dollars we'll be counting stars yeah we'll be counting stars
sink in the river, the lessons I learned. Take that money, watch it burn. Sink in the river, the lessons I learned. Take that money, watch it burn. Sink in the river, the lessons I learned. Take that money, watch it burn. Sink in the river, the lessons I learned. Everything that kills me makes me feel alive.